Hello, welcome to Property Nomads. Delighted to be joined again by Mark Champ of War Financial. Mark, how are you doing? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, very good, very good. Thanks. We're just saying off air, uh, we're giving this uh, first um, interview or sort of chat we've had where it's been I'm in Mexico, you're in the UK, so hopefully the internet uh, should hold up. Um, looking at all the news back home, and by the time this comes out, there probably would have been another Bank of England um, base rate increase. But some lenders are starting to reduce their mortgage rates, and a lot of, although it's coming from like the Telegraph and Express and whatnot, there's been a lot of uh, major big developers uh, throwing caution to the wind at the moment, but. How has that affected what you're doing with Raw Financial? Have you seen any impact in the last few weeks? So similar to when we spoke before, where people are cautious, the developers are cautious, they're they're looking now to um, reduce the prices they're paying for land, um, and the vendors aren't really receptive to that. Um, Mm -hmm. So there's a bit of a a stalemate going on there, but I think uh, everything will find its feet as we... We seem to have stabilised a bit. I know rates are, you know, base rates going up, but things are a bit more stable. People have seem to have drawn a line in the sand, really, and are keen to start doing things again. So, um, yeah, rates have stayed about the same in the specialist market. Um, bridging's gone up slightly, just sort of increased very, very slightly. Um, but I think people are using bridging um, to uh, just uh, make moves quickly in the market so that they can get ahead of everybody else who potentially can't get finance. With, with regards to the um, mainstream lenders, and I appreciate this, it's not your uh, basket of eggs, but I'll ask it anyway. Uh, on on the news, I think it's HSBC and uh, maybe it's Santander or Halifax, a couple of others, they slashed their mortgage rates ever so slightly now do you think that's the reason of do you reckon that's a case of we want to be as attractive as we can to regular people on the street let's get some more business or do you think it's a case of well actually maybe we're being a little bit too greedy charging x percent or do you think it's just a combination of both i've i've never heard a bank say that they've been too greedy um, so I, don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's the latter. Uh, I think it's a bit of um, a race to see who can get the lowest rate in front of their customer to gain the most business. Um, yeah, there's not much empathy um, when it comes to charging people uh, too much uh, or too little if it impacts uh, profit margins. So, um, yeah, my, my thoughts are is there's just a little bit of a race on. Uh, unfortunately, that hasn't really spilled over to the specialist market. Uh, everybody's holding firm. So I think uh, once we see base rate peak, which we think is 5.5%, which I think we both predicted a similar amount um, back. Well, I, I think we've been predicting this for uh, about two, three years, maybe from the onset of COVID. We were both saying about 5%-ish it will sort of finish. Um and I think it will. Um, the world seems to be not uniting, uh, but playing on the same playing field, maybe a little bit more. Uh, I know we've got the the war in Ukraine that's going on, um, but there are a few shifts, maybe. Um, there's obviously the statement that was released, uh, I don't know if you saw that, by the G20, um, not 
condemning Russia. Um, and, you know, I, I, that has brought a few countries together, even though it's ostracised Ukraine uh, a little bit. Uh, and I'm not sure how that impacts on the economy, but I think it must have had some sort of knock-on effect um, that people are thinking, well, their thinking's aligned a little bit more, maybe, globally. Um, so it's, it's an interesting dynamic, what we'll see next. Um, obviously, we've seen so much turmoil. Usually after a pe period of turmoil, there's a bit of a calm. So hopefully that's that's where we're at. Yeah, absolutely. So we've... Um... With all the extra videos we've been producing on YouTube about uh, the one, one that made me laugh was all the um, uh, people blaming NIMBY councillors uh, for rejecting planning applications. So all this great stuff uh, that we've been talking about, sometimes you might just be stonewalled by the council. Anyway, that's a different story. But other videos we've been doing, the one recently, um, and we mentioned this actually on the last uh, time that we, we spoke about the ma major Chinese um, house building companies that were... Uh, effectively going to the wall for what of a better word and I had a few comments from people saying well what's that got to do with the UK I think if I think personally that if the proverbial were to hit the fan in that part of the world because of how large that economy is I think there'll be a massive global knock-on effect from that that's why I think that's important maybe it might not be but um yeah a lot going, be, a lot going on around the world well a question for you then would it be a negative impact or a positive impact for the uk i think initially negative because uh, it would it would scare people it would spook people uh we've always said the same thing though mark but aaron and myself you and i say the same thing as well when we record we don't want to we don't want to constantly come across as being um negative when we do these things but we have to be realistic you know we're not going to paint pictures of things that aren't there but you, you and i have always said that no matter what happens no matter what goes on there will be opportunity there is always opportunity to look for deals, to look for land, to chat with X, Y, and Z. So it's not like we've all got to go back inside and lock ourselves away and you know let the black clouds go in, off into the distance. There will always be opportunity. But I, I do think that if there's something out of China, it will probably have a negative impact globally initially. And then like most other things, it will settle down for a little bit. Everyone recharges their batteries and, and the economies go again. It's, it's simple boom and bust cycle. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I think there could be a shift of power economically on a global scale soon um, as America, sorry, America, um, Africa are now, they're invited to the G20, Brazil, India, China, South Africa um, are all coming together, it seems, uh, on a more unified page of um, beliefs and policies. Um, I don't think that puts us in a, a, ter a terribly good place. Um, but, you know, we, we've had it good for a, a long time and hopefully there'll be opportunities elsewhere. You know, we've got customers looking a lot to the to the Middle East for opportunities now. As the, the yields dry up in the UK, they're doing pretty well over in the Middle East. So there, there's opportunities. You just have to be creative and a bit more... Um, not carefree, that's the wrong phrase, but um, educated in taking risks. Um, and I think that's really important looking at people's philosophies and plans going forward. Yeah, 100%. You know, the world doesn't revolve around the United Kingdom, well, not anymore anyway. So I think I think that's an important point. And, and again, there are things like 
the changes to uh, permit development that are in, in the works, in the background at the moment, that might come to fruition, uh, hopefully, maybe by January 2024, maybe slightly earlier, maybe slightly later. And this is where the tuned in people, the people that you deal with, people that we deal with and speak to as well. This is where, again, if, if you're looking at home-based uh, UK stuff, this is where you're going to get your cogs turning and going, hang on a minute. Okay, this bit of permitted development might change. This is how we can do this. This is possibly how we can do this. And you go from there. So there's, I was it be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. That's a Buffett thing, isn't it? So Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I think we're both saying there's opportunities, whatever market you're in, you just gotta find them. Yeah, it is. And I, I think it's important we relay that message every episode that we do, because sometimes it can come across as being doom and gloom, and that's not the intention. Yet we are here to be realistic about what is going on at, at present. Yeah. And um so but no, that was the main thing I had. That was the main thing I had from my end. Um I can imagine from a brokerage point of view, we're we're recording this on pretty much the well, we're recording this on the eleventh of September. Obviously the podcast goes out a little bit later than that. So I imagine you're starting to slowly get that uh, uptick after the quite a relaxing summer. Because last time he said that you'd notice that not people that weren't being nervous, but you noticed that the August had been a bit odd for you, um, or you noticed a few things from your clients. Yeah, well, they weren't coming in. And I, I think I think I said by the time we're going to start seeing some lenders really struggle uh, and some bigger brokerages struggle as well. And uh, I don't think I mentioned last time, I don't think it happened, uh, but one of the large brokerages has now gone into liquidation. Wow. Um, and they yeah, they stopped trading in August, um, which is a shame because I know them pretty well. Uh, I used to deal with them quite a lot. And um, I think we're going to see a bit more of this. So, uh, yeah, make sure you pick your lenders and your brokers carefully. Yeah, so that's definitely a red flag. That definitely hadn't happened last time, so you, def- you definitely didn't mention that. So, yeah, little, little red flags starting to appear. And, and again, as we said before, it will get a bit bumpy. It will get a bit worse before it gets better. But as with any generic economic cycle, it's normally a case of one step backwards and then two steps forward. Exactly. Fantastic. Okay, well, Mark, I think we'll, we'll leave it for there. We'll keep it nice and concise. Uh, we'll catch up again, I think, in October and see what the lay of the land is. And um, for those people that are in and around uh, the Essex area, uh, you run a networking event. Just want to share when when the next uh, couple of events are, please. Yeah, so we run a networking event, the Gratitude Property Network in Brentwood. That is on the fourth Wednesday of each month. We're about to launch a property and finance breakfast uh, in London, which uh, we haven't got the date. It could be the 2nd of November. That's pencil in at the moment. Uh, that'll be at King's Cross. Um, and then what else do we run? We run other stuff as well. There's, there's loads of stuff coming on. Best thing to do is go on our Instagram, look at our link tree, because it says it all over there. Fantastic. And as usual, we'll put all that information into our show notes. And just a reminder for people that are out there looking for development finance as well, uh, please do use the wonderful tool that you have on your website the link to that is in the show notes or if you're watching this on youtube it's going to be in that description below mark that's it for me for mexico um i'll keep my eyes open for the news and yeah look forward to uh catching up again in october brilliant thanks Rob. thanks for listening to property nomads to help the podcast even more please do head over to patreon.com 
forward slash property nomads. That's patreon.com forward slash property nomads. Thank you.